Welcome to Interpod, a podcast by Interpride where the world comes together for the LGBTQIA community. I'm Michelle Miao, your host. We had the chance to meet some of you at Sydney World Pride, and it was beautiful to celebrate our movement. Although it was also a reminder that there is so much work to do and we need to do it together. Uganda has just passed a terrible anti-LGBTQIA bill that criminalizes up to life in prison or in some cases, the death penalty for LGBTQIA people. We gratefully had the chance to speak to Stephen Avera, Visual Echoes for Human Rights Advocacy, who discussed why this bill would pass and who's behind it. My name is Stephen Muleme. He, him. I work with Visual Echoes for Human Rights Advocacy. That's Vera. Vera advocates for LGBT rights in Uganda using sport, visual art, and culture. Yeah, it's very uh, troubling to hear what's happening in my country, Uganda. The new Antike bill is coming up today, actually, as we speak. And um, it was last introduced, uh, it was last passed in 2013, but again, it was challenged in courts of law uh, on basis of the crime being not enough. So it was nullified. Today, it's back after a couple of years. Um, to me, I feel very, very upset because at this century, I wouldn't uh, expect Uganda to be passing such draconian laws that really affect people because of how they identify. I am set to travel back to Uganda on Monday, and yes, I'm going back, regardless of the impact. Um, and I'm not assured of my safety once I return. I don't know whether I'll be arrested at the airport or I'll be kidnapped. Already my organization I lead is among the listed organizations that the government wants to summon on allegations of uh, promoting homosexuality in Uganda. So for them, they think is um, us working for LGBT persons or advocating for LGBT, LGBT rights in Uganda, we are promoting homosexuality, which isn't the case. So um, I'm, already worried, I'm, 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 very, I'm already worried about uh, the someone, but again, here is a new bill, which I also feel is going to pass because they have so much interest in it. It's very absurd that we have so many pressing um, issues in Uganda. Corruption, it's, a, it's an arise. There is abduction of people, kidnapping, you know, torture and um, unemployment. But these things do not make news to members of parliament. And when, when it comes to homosexuality, it makes news for them because they know our society is very best about us. And so once they bring that on the table, on the floor, it's going to win them, you know, favor and, you know, a support. It's very absurd. So um, I really uh, condole with the entire LGBT community in Uganda because uh, we are yet to face very hard times. Uh, we are yet to see uh, cases of um, arrests. Hmm? Even before the bill is tabled in parliament, already people are being arrested, you know, picked from their homes and you know, taken to police, you know, uh, tortured, um, forced to do an examination. That's very, uh, I mean, dehumanizing. I, I wouldn't expect someone to force someone to do an examination for them to prove whether they are uh, homosexuals. But it happens in Uganda. And um, the other thing is um, 
I feel so bad that the international community or bodies, like the embassies, are silent up to now. Nobody's saying a thing or so. So we don't know whether they will come up to speak when the bill passes or they will not speak completely. But also they are supporting the government of Uganda with huge funding. And this funding is just used to torture people, to manipulate a certain group, group uh, in particular the LGBT community. Global Fund is the biggest funder of uh, Uganda, you know, with HIV. And there is a big impact. Um, it has its, you know, um, obligations um, of, inc of inclusivity, uh, whereby they have to include key populations. They are, they are silent about this. So I feel they should also come up and speak, but also stop funding the government because uh, the money that is being given to the government is instead being used to do other things. So um, it is very absurd. I'm just checking my phone every now and then to see the updates. Uh, so you can see how worried I am already. And um, to understand that I'm going to go back to the same country. I'm here in Australia, very receptive. I would choose to stay here. But I mean, if you all choose to run away from Uganda, that means... Um, There's, there, there is a group of people, actually the biggest percentage can't speak for themselves. They fear to come out in the light, you know, even posting something uh, to do with LGBT, they fear. So such people are driving me to go back to Uganda. I mean, um, we all have a role to play. And so it's my role to advocate for what I feel is right in my country. You had mentioned funding and that there are organizations or the, the country itself, Uganda, is getting funding that is not going to where it's supposed to go. I had once asked that question about, well, is the answer then to strip the funding altogether or impose sanctions on a country like Uganda? Would you feel that that would make a difference? It would uh, very well if they can put sanctions to the government of Uganda, but also to individuals, because uh, those names are there. Hmm? They could put sanctions to them, you know, uh, ban them from traveling. These people travel overseas every now and then, you know, and uh, they're using uh, that money to, I mean, to go do their other things. When they fall sick, they get on a plane and, you know, go for better treatment. But... Um, A normal Ugandan, uh, someone um, from the grassroots, can't even afford to go to the referral hospital in Uganda. And even when they, when they go there, there are no medication. So um, I feel um, there is a need to uh, immediately stop funding uh, such you know, uh, governments, but also putting strict laws, uh, uh, strict sanction, sanctions to individuals that really violate uh, people's uh, rights in Uganda. Mm. The last time that this bill came around, um, miraculously, right, it was shut down. The, uh, the highest court in Uganda had ruled that they did not have enough votes. You're saying that this time around they, may, they, they have enough votes. Well, who's behind bringing this back? And is there a political motive Definitely, uh, it's to do with political motives. First of all, the Speaker of Parliament, um, she's, uh, I mean, she's very interested in this bill to come back on the floor. And the fact she's a Speaker, 
she can easily manipulate the entire house to pass this bill because she has interest in it. But also the deputy speaker, also Tayewa, uh, is also, you know, uh, already expressed interest to pass the same bill. Religious leaders, they're behind this. Um, a few days ago, um, the Muslim community in Uganda, they have been staging a peaceful rallies in different towns, um, speaking against homosexuality, and they're using minors to do these demonstrations. Police is accompanying them peacefully, but if it was a different uh, walk in Uganda, maybe for oppositions, maybe for us, the, the gay movement, it will be you know, uh, interrupted by police with tear gas, beatings, arrests. But because they have interest in this and because they feel um, homosexuality makes news for them and uh, it wins them favor within their uh, regions, um, it's really a, a political motive, yeah. And uh, majority of them have already eaten the money that was meant to help their communities that they're, they're representing. So because they don't have what to tell them, they're now using homosexual, uh, the, the, the gay bill to, you know, to win favor from their, you know, um, community. But also, um, like I said, there are so many pressing issues in Uganda the level of unemployment is high, very high. Corruption is high. Abduction. People, you know, people disappear for years and years and you can never even find them. But these things don't come to floor of the parliament for discussions. People are embezzling NSSF funds. Eh? People save money with NSSF and um, it's being embezzled. But they can't talk about these things because it affects them. But um, they, they, they totally avoid to discuss about it. Uh, because because it goes back to the government, but uh, because here because now um, there is this community, um, the gay community, which they feel if they trap, it's going to win them favor. But also, uh, yeah, huge support all over Africa, but also um, winning them some huge funding for, because there are some other donors that are funding such you know instances such riots in Uganda, so it's really very, very uh, troubling. I have, I have a direct question about that, you know, the source of the funding. It was once known that religious right-wing fundamentalists from the United States, folks like Scott Lively, were raising funds, you know, particularly to pass bills like this. Is that still happening? Do you think that the, the backing of, of, of some of the, the funds going in to prop up, you know, these the, these political figures that may support a bill like this or, or create the divisiveness in Uganda, are they being propped up by the same religious right-wing fundamentalists from the Western world? Definitely right. There are very many that are funding religious leaders to spearhead these um hate speech about LGBT persons in Uganda. Um, it is still happening because um, actually recently, recently, um, Church of Uganda, Church of Uganda recently um, expressed their, you know, um, urge to withdraw from the Church of England. And we all know that they are, you know, they have a very close connection with England. But because um, some uh, they called clergy in, in London. Um, they were in support of you know same-sex marriage. So 
they withdrew from that. But this has a motive behind. There are some people uh, who are really pushing this very, very much because we've seen them, you know, staging uh, workshops, you know. Uh, media is too much and that requires money, of course. Televisions, they are talking about LGBT persons and who is leading this? Religious leaders, speak of parliament, you know, and some key figures within government. So, yeah. And they can't just do that without funding. Of course, there is, they have funding that is uh, making them to really um, pick so much interest to spread this hate speech all over the country. How do we help? What are we supposed to do? How, how does the world wake up? How does... what? I, I, I can't understand why anybody listening wouldn't say, I need to join in on the fight to do something. Um... I think what you need to do is um, to speak. You need to speak up. You need, um, I believe, international forces have uh, a very big impact. So if you all, if you all work hand in hand uh, with the different you know, bodies internationally and put pressure on the Ugandan government, that will work for us. And um, but also. If you can support us, the frontline activists, because our lives are always in danger, okay? Um, it takes courage to be at the forefront in Uganda, especially uh, when you're LGBT person. So we really need uh, support, protection support. Um, in terms of actually housing, safe housing, safe housing. Right now, where I'm staying, I'm not safe at all. I am supposed to shift immediately once I get to Uganda as a must. Because where I stay is um, everyone knows that I'm gay. And so um, with this conversation going around and what has been happening already, uh, the abduction, the arrests, chances of me you know, getting arrested and maybe getting you know, um, burnt in my house, they are very high. So um, I also need to find a safer space immediately. Yes, there are very safer spaces in Uganda. There are some safer spaces where you can't hide, but these are also expensive places to live in. So we need support from uh, Interpride. I need support from Interpride to locate a safer space, but also um, to look into other individuals as well. I have a staff of eight members. They are already on the spotlight. They need to also to shift to safer places, and this requires funding, which we do not have, which I do not have as a person. But again, um, most importantly is you need to um, do in your capacity uh, in line with the European, you know, uh, whatsoever, any connections you have to put pressure on the Ugandan government, but also cutting off funding. What I know, what I believe in, Uganda as a country cannot stand on its own without uh, foreign funding. It's not possible completely. So unless you stop funding the government with huge money, such things won't, you know, stop happening. But if you stop like that, trust me, I'm assured of a very big impact that will affect us. Thank you so much for joining us for Interpod. And of course, thank you to Stephen for taking the time out to spend with us and talking about what's happening in Uganda. Our hearts are with you, Stephen, and all of the LGBTQIA community in Uganda. If you're interested in helping and in getting involved, 
or learning more about what you can do to support folks in Uganda, please head to enterpride.org and get in contact with us. On the website, you can also learn more about our upcoming gala. It's happening in late April in Los Angeles. We hope to see you there. And also, you can hear more episodes of Interpod, a podcast by Interpride where the world comes together for the LGBTQIA community. I'm Michelle Miao, your host. We'll see you next time.